Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Wonderful worship. You've got a wonderful worship team here. And uh, I love coming to Highway Church and uh, just get, oh, sitting on the front row, just getting ministered to in my spirit, refreshed in worship this morning. It's so good. And uh, we just love this church. And Pastor Joe and I, Pastor John and my wife Jo, uh, we've been married 26 years and uh, we, we, uh, we've been, been friends probably for, with Pastor Byron and Graham for maybe 15 of those and we love your pastors because what happens in a church, the spirit of a church comes out of the heart of the senior pastors and uh, they're just honoured and they're respected right around this nation and, and can we just honour your pastors today and just say a big thank you to Pastor Byron and Anne, we love you, we appreciate you, I know for us they've been encouraged many times in our life and and we got a similar spirit because we love India as well. You better get used to it because one in every seven people on the planet is an Indian. And uh, we love India. And in fact, Joe's grandparents were missionaries in Tibet and then northern India for over 40 years. And her mother was born in Darjeeling. And we love to go back. We, we can't wait to go back. We have a church in Mumbai. And in fact, I did meet Pastor Byron in Hyderabad and we had the best biryani I've ever had that Pastor Byron took us to, and, um, and it's good. And I just, I just felt, Pastor Byron, whatever you guys were going to bless us in the honorarium this morning, can you put it towards the RT projects? Um, we just feel, uh, I, I could feel Pastor Byron's heart breaking this morning. He said, keep praying for India, but don't just pray, why don't you give? Because they were in very challenging times through COVID this morning as well. Well, I just want to encourage you. I, I, as soon as Pastor Byron talked about coming here, a scripture dropped in my heart. And uh, I'm telling you right now in the world, we have a lot of negativity. You turn on the media, you get on the website and it's just, you can just get so discouraged just by waking up in the morning. And I'm telling you, this is the exciting thing as Christians, that we have a word and it's not the bad news and it's not the average news and it's not the mediocre news. It's called the good news of the gospel. The good news of the words of Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, we should be the most positive, encouraging, faith-filled people on the planet. Because it doesn't matter what happens out there, it's what's happening in here and what's happening in here that counts. And Jesus is alive. We just declared it before, He has the most powerful name. The Bible says one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I want to encourage you this morning, God is good. He wants to bless you. God knows your name. He loves you this morning. And He's got a purpose and a plan and a destiny for you. It's not because of your behaviour or your good works. It's because of His great grace and love for you. That he, he, and I just felt this burden this morning to say, He loves you. Turn to your neighbour and say, He loves you. Turn to the other neighbour and say, God loves you. So I want you to turn in your Bible this morning to Mark chapter 10, verse 13. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. And it says this. One day, some parents, any parents out there, give me a wave. Wonderful. Any grandparents out there, give me a wave. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus. Let's just stop there. We could finish the sermon. It is a good thing to bring your kids to church. Not every now and again, every week. Because what you value, they will value some parents brought their children to Jesus so He could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering Him. When Jesus saw what was happening, He was angry with the disciples. He said, let the children come to Me, don't stop them. For the Kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. 
I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms. He placed his hand on their heads and he blessed them. I love this scripture. You know, what, what, what point is Jesus trying to make here to the disciples in the Gospel of Mark? Well, first thing I suppose we can read quite easily is that children are important to God. He said, let the little children come to me. The disciples, and I know Jesus is too important to meet these little kids. He just wants to meet the most important people here in the room and children aren't important. And Jesus scolded the disciples. He was angry with the disciples, said, let them come to me. And he put them on his knee. He put them in his arms. He blessed them. To me, that speaks of intimacy, of kindness. He wanted to pray for them. That's why it's so important when we're doing these projects in India. What are we doing it for? The children, the next generation. You need to be glad this morning you're in a church here at Highway that there's people investing in your children and your grandchildren as kids workers in kids' church this morning. Bless a kids worker on the way out this morning. Don't just thank them, give them $5. They put up with your kids all morning. Let them go out for a coffee. Everyone say amen. I, I believe that children are important to God, but I believe there's also something more Jesus is sharing. He's saying there's an attitude, there's a culture, there's a characteristic about children that God loves. You see, in this room, we are all God's children. Whether you're 85 or whether you're 15, we're all God's children. We're all young compared to God. He's the Ancient of Days, okay? And you know what? God loves His children. Let me read it again. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so He could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering Him. When Jesus saw what was happening, He was angry with the disciples. He said to them, let the children come to Me. Don't stop them. For the Kingdom of God belongs to those like these. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the Kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then He took the children in His arms. He placed His hand on their heads and He blessed them. Listen to this line. The Kingdom of God belongs to what? These. Those with a childlike faith. So it doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian 50 years or 15 years or five months, God wants us to continually come to Him with a childlike faith. What is God saying? He's Jesus saying to the disciples, don't let children come to me. Don't stop them coming to me in simplicity like a child. God's not interested in our knowledge. God's not interested in our self-importance or our self-worth or all our life experiences or our pride or our self-sufficiency. He, he says, the Kingdom of God belongs to those who come to me with a childlike faith. Notice he says childlike, he doesn't say childish. There's a big difference between childish faith and childlike faith, come on. Who's ever been to the supermarket with a two-year-old that's done a big tantrum in front of the Kolsch? You know, you're trying to pay for your groceries and some kid, that's childish faith. God says, I don't want your tantrums. I want childish faith. Childlike, thank you, Joe. She's always correcting me from the front row. Child, so I just want to give you this morning, I felt, I felt this burden this week. I felt the Lord say, I want to show them my heart for my children. So I've got a couple of things I want to share with you this morning. If you're taking notes, number one is this. One of the characteristics that God loves about His children, and this morning we're all His children, is this, is children don't believe in limits. Yeah. One of the things that's happened in COVID, it's, it's starting to train our thoughts to limitations in a life of what we can and what we cannot do. God loves children because children are yet to be programmed to society's expectation. Have you noticed little children, especially under five, say things at the most inappropriate moments, but they say the truth? One time we were at a big school assembly. 
I won't mention the school, but it starts with a C, ends with a C, it's got an O in the middle. It's a big school in Brisbane where my kids went, love that school. And uh, there was a thousand or twelve hundred people in this assembly, and one of our children, he was seven, one was four, was getting an award. You know those school assemblies that go forever. It's like a mini series that just keeps going on and on and on. And you don't care about all the other children, you just want to see your child get its photocopied certificate and a photo. And so you've got the grade threes doing their violin. Oh my Lord, cats sound like they're dying, okay. The service goes on and on and on and we have all these presentations and finally the principal starts to speak and he thinks he's a preacher. Stick to being a principal and it goes on and on and, and, I'm, and everyone's getting a bit restless in their seats and suddenly my four-year-old stands up and goes at the top of his voice, so boring, so boring, so long, I wanna go home. And everyone looks at us and Joe and I go, we don't know who this child is, does he belong to you? Here's an iPhone, sit down, be quiet. And everyone's looking at us like, what terrible parents over, look at that. But then the, the principal kept talking and talking. About 15 minutes later, Sam stood up again and said, boring, boring, so long, I wanna go home. This time all the crowd clapped and cheered <laughs> around us and the assembly sort of got out of control. Because guess what? Children say what they think. Children don't yet believe in limits. You know what? This book is the character of unlimited God. And God's saying to you, my children, this morning, there is no limits. COVID's not gonna hold you back. The economy's not gonna hold you back. Come on, get into the Word, get into prayer. I'm telling you, God's dreams are big for His children. God loves children because they don't believe in limits. What are you telling God you cannot do in your life right now? What's God saying yes to, but you're saying no to? God's children don't believe in limits. You know, I heard this story about a fisherman in central Queensland. He was a pastor and every Monday he'd go out fishing after preaching all day Sunday and he had a little titty, he'd go out to this freshwater lake and, and he'd be fishing out there. But this one day was very frustrating because he'd been fishing for four hours, hadn't even got a bite. But what was even more frustrating, there was a guy further down in another tinny, a senior citizen, he was catching fish all morning. And that was making this pastor even more frustrated. But what was even more frustrated is he wasn't getting a bite and this little guy in a tinny was getting lots of fish. But what was even more frustrating than that is he was keeping the small ones and throwing the big fish back. So finally, they get back to the boat ramp and the pastor couldn't help himself. He just had to be nosy. He walks up and said, hey, I saw you're catching a lot of fish. And he goes, oh, so amazing. I was catching them all morning. He said, I've just got one question for you. He said, what's that? He said, why were you keeping the small fish and throwing back the big fish? He said, I've only got a 30 centimetre frying pan. Get a bigger frying pan. God's saying he wants to do something big in your life and you're saying, God, but I've only got a little frying pan. Come on, go down to Kmart, buy a wok, get a hungy, get something bigger in your life. God's children don't believe in limits. Can I have an amen this morning? God doesn't want us to be limited by mindsets of media or government or society's expectation. He's got the Word in here that's gonna bring a yes and amen and you're God's child and there is no limits over your life this morning. God wants you to get a bigger frying pan, a bigger belief system. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so He could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering Him. When Jesus saw what was happening, He was angry with the disciples. He said to them, let the children come to Me. Don't stop them for the Kingdom of God belongs to those like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the Kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then He took the children in His arms, He placed His hand on their heads and He blessed them. The second characteristic God loves about children is this. Children believe their father's resource is never ending. Yeah. 
My kids think I'm a billionaire. Come on. Who's got, who, who's got some adult kids that still think you're a billionaire, okay? My kids think that my name is Paul ANZ Geeling, okay? They only know me as provider. I provide their resource. I provide their school fees, their uniforms, their shelter, their love, their clothes, their entertainment, their joy, their food. They believe my resource is never ending. My children do not believe there's any limit to their father's resource. Well, guess what, children of God? We need to have the same attitude towards our heavenly Father. There's no end to His resource. Philippians 4.19 says, For my God in Brisbane, which is also your God here at Ormo, shall supply some of your needs, all of your needs, according to your riches, no, according to His riches and glory by Jesus Christ. This is an exciting Scripture. God's up there having, oh my goodness, what's happening? Quick, Gabriel, Michael, what are we gonna do? There's a COVID-19 thing happening in the world and what's gonna happen to the financial markets? Is there gonna be inflation? What's gonna happen? Oh my, we haven't got enough resources. And there's so much revival happening in Africa. We've got too many miracles happening there. We haven't got enough angels to go around. We haven't got enough resources. So we're gonna have to budget cuts in the Kingdom of God for Australia and New Zealand. Austerity measures in the economy of God. No more miracles for 12 months in Australia. That's not God. God's the God of more than enough. The God of never ending resource. I wanna ask you today, do you believe your Father has never ending resource? Because I'm telling you, He shall supply all of your needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. You know, um, it's funny, every year we take up a miracle offering. You probably do the same thing in your church. And one year I had one of my pastors, we got nine campuses and he was declaring to the church, he's saying, church, I want to, we're going to do a miracle offering. Would you pray and ask God what you can give above your tithes? And um, his wife was about to turn 30. She was our kid's pastor at the time. And my, this pastor, Pastor Matt, he loved to play golf. He played golf every week. And um, he, he just felt that for her 30th birthday, she would love to go to Vietnam to a golfing holiday. <laughs> it's amazing what guys think is reality. It's not reality, Okay. And, uh, and so, so he'd organised, he'd, he'd been saving for two years, he got this money set aside and as he's declaring to the church, I want you to pray and ask God what you give in the miracle offering, the Holy Spirit says to him, you Matt, need to put all that secret savings account for that golf trip into the miracle offering. He's like, get behind me Satan. <laughs> so every week for the next five weeks, he's challenging the church, pray and ask God what you give in the miracle offering. The Holy Spirit says, that secret savings account, put it all in the offering. So one night, the, the Sunday before the miracle offering, he's driving home from church and his wife says, you know, Matt, that secret savings account you know that I'm not supposed to know about? Because, man, you've got to realise it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit and wife, the fourth person of the Trinity. <laughs> she says, that secret savings account, the Holy Spirit told me today, we need to put it all in the miracle offering. He's like, oh. So the next Sunday, they brought all that, put in the miracle offering. And he said, God, I give this to you. And he was so disappointed for that. Kerry was going to spend a golfing holiday with him. And sure enough, two weeks later, we're in a prayer meeting. He gets called out of the prayer meeting. And this, he says, uh, are you Pastor Matt Hunt? He goes, yeah, this is um, we've got Australian Golf Digest. Uh, you've just won a competition. Two business class airfares, the Mission Hills China Golf Resort for two weeks, staying at a beautiful hotel and your wife has cooking classes and then five different cultural foods over the week. And he's like, thank you, Jesus. And $3,000 of brand new golfing gear. Our God has got more than enough. Our God is a God of never ending limits. And my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
Just lift your hands towards the Lord right now. What needs do you have? He's got more than enough. Your father has never ending resource for your family. God has never ending resource for this church, for your grandkids. Holy Spirit, I speak miracles of vehicles, purchases of housing, finances for school fees, generosity of gifts to their neighbours. Lord, I speak, oh God, over this church, a supernatural miracle, unusual miracles of finance over this church, Lord God, to purchase property, to build the church forward in the name of Jesus, because you are a God of never-ending resource. Amen. One day some parents brought the children to Jesus so He could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded their parents for bothering Him. When Jesus saw what was happening, He was angry with the disciples. He said to them, let the children come to Me, don't stop them, for the Kingdom of God belongs to children such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the Kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then He took the children in His arms, He placed His hand on their heads and He blessed them. I'm gonna drive this Scripture into your mind and heart this morning. The third thing is this, characteristic God loves about children is children never stop asking. They're relentless in wearing parents and grandparents down. One time Joe said to me, our kids were small. Paul, can you just take the young one? He's four years of age to the supermarket. I'm just preparing some things for dinner. She said, and she spoke to me so condescendingly about my parenting abilities. She said, he's gonna ask for a chocolate. You say no. I'm like, I'm 40. The kid's four. I can handle this. And so sure enough, we're down the supermarket. I didn't realise every piece of confectionery and chocolate is at a four-year-old's height. We're down the first aisle. Dad, I want a chocolate. No, I am your father. Second aisle, third aisle, fourth aisle. By the fifth aisle, he's asked for a chocolate 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. I'm like, here, have one chocolate. Have 10 chocolates. Just don't tell your mother. Because children will wear you down. They never stop asking. And the Bible says we have not because we... We have not because we... When did you stop asking God? Matthew 7, 7 says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So if you parents out there, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? If they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people, you sinful parents know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? When did you stop expecting? When did you stop praying? When did you stop asking? Come on, stir yourself up this morning, church. The promises of God are yes and amen. Maybe you're praying for an unsaved spouse or you're praying for backslidden children. Oh, I don't know, but I'm telling you, God is always on the move and God is one with an ear inclined to His children's prayer. Come on, raise your hand if God's ever answered a prayer in your life. What a great God. Thank you, church. Raise your hand if God's ever healed your body. Wow, raise your hand if God's ever financially provided for you. Raise your hand if God's ever given you direction for major decisions. Raise your hand if God's ever protected you from danger or your own stupidity. <laughs> Come on, let's keep on asking children. Let's keep on seeking. Fourth thing, characteristic God loves about children is this, children are learners. Children are sponges for new experiences and new knowledge. As we get older, we don't like learning new things. But you know what? God's always got us children, new things for us to learn. Let's not get old overnight. 
Let's, get, let's keep a young learning spirit in our lives. You know, we had a pastor at my old church in Adelaide, pastor, and he was amazing that when he was going blind in his 90s, the doctor said, hey, you're going to settle down, stop preaching. You're going to go blind. But you know what he did? He enrolled himself in the Royal South Australian School of the Blind just to learn Braille. So he could keep on reading his Bible, keep on preaching into his 90s. See, that's a learning spirit. That's the kind of childlike spirit God loves. I'm telling you, some of you have been in church for 50 years and God says, it's okay, I'm gonna get you to learn some new things. There's always something new to learn from His Word. There's always something new to experience from His character. There's always something new to experience in worship in the house of God. Let's keep a learning spirit in life. And I'm telling you, old people can have a learning spirit and there can be young people that don't wanna learn. Ever met a couple on fire for God, they get married and they used to want to see the world saved and be involved in church, but now their highlight is going to Bunnings and buying a letterbox every weekend. (laughs) Let's keep a learning spirit in life. Our God is a God of new experiences. He's not boring. He's got something new. We're crying out, Lord, we want you to pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. I'm telling you, I thank you for the past in seasons of my life. He's poured out His spirit upon me, but He won't do it exactly the same. He's gonna do a new thing within us. Come on, let's be learners. What do you need to learn? You know, um, when we first moved to Brisbane, I'm sorry, when I first started dating Joanne, uh, I'd come from a country town of 2,000 people and 10,000 cows. M- myself and my two brothers were all over six foot. I'm the shortest. And, uh, and my parents would, eat, would cook meat and three veg every day of the week. Monday, lamb chops, mashed potatoes, vegetables. Tuesday, steak, vegetables. Wednesday, sausages. It just goes, that, it just, that's the routine. And I can tell you that incredible... My parents would also feed half the church on Sundays after church, by the way. They, they could make a meal go a long way, but it was meat and three vegetables. Then I moved to university to the Big Smoke and I started dating Joanne. And I went for the first Sunday after church to her parents' house for lunch and her grandparents were there. Her grandfather, who had lived in India over 30 years, 40 years, he cooked a curry for lunch. I looked at this dish on the table and I could, I'd, I'd never seen it before. As I'm looking at this dish, I start sweating. I said, what is this? They said, this is curry. I said, oh. I'd never experienced before. Man, I love that. I hate that curry. Oh man, it was incredible. I had a new experience. It's amazing. The second week, I'm going out for dinner with Joe's parents and they said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna try some new food. I said, what is it? Thai food. I said, what is Thai food? For the first time I had Thai food. Oh man, I love Thai food. The next week, hey, we're gonna have Mexican. I said, what's Mexican? We have Mexican. Right, every week I have this new food. And does that mean what I grew up on was bad? No. I'll go back to my parents next week and it'll be meat and three veg (laughs) and piled up mashed potato about this high, okay? But it doesn't mean there's all to experience in life. Maybe God's got something fresh for you in 2021. Something fresh for this church, something new. Oh God, I never thought of that. Maybe you haven't heard the great things that God's gonna speak from Pastor Byron Ann from this platform. Well, we've never done that before. Well, maybe that's right. Maybe God's taking us in a new direction. I've got 18 of these points, but I'll just give you one more. I literally have. I preached this over a couple of weeks. So last one is this. I'll skip a few. Number six, I'm skipping a few. I'm skipping one. Just so I can finish on time. The clock's ticking up there. (laughs) Number six is this. Characteristic God loves about children. I've literally got 18, but I'll just pick this one here. Number six. Children have an unshakable trust in their father. Children just believe, little kids just believe what their parents say. Ever get told some things when you're a kid that weren't true? Like, 
don't pull that face because if the wind changes, it'll stay the same. I believed that till I was about 12. I've got all boys. My brother's got all girls. And one time we're in Brisbane and his second daughter had no fear. She was about two years of age and she would just have no fear. And she, me and Michael were talking and she climbed up on this playground equipment. Literally, it was like three stories high. And we're talking and she just goes, Dad. And as she says, Dad, she jumps. My brother's like. And he just grabs her as she touches. She doesn't panic, just kissed him on the cheek, said, thanks, Dad, and ran off. She never doubted her dad would be there for her. And he's like, he's having a heart attack, okay. But you know what? That's trust in her father. And I've found this over my life in Christianity, 30 years of being a pastor. Many people lose their trust in God through sin, through weariness, through disappointment, through delay, through hard-heartedness, through discouragement, through grief. Many people trust God with some parts of their lives, but other parts of their lives are off limits to God. Well, God, I trust you with my marriage, but not with my money. I trust you with this, but I don't trust you with my business. I wanna tell you today, church, in a world full of uncertainty, there is one person that we can trust. That is our heavenly Father. It's time to give yourself fully in obedience and trust to Him. He will never let you down. This world will let you down. Your friends will let you down. You will let other people down. But God is always faithful. It is His character. And His heart this morning is towards His children saying, you can have a trust in me. Your trust can be unshakable. Trust Him with your dreams. Trust Him with your marriage. Trust Him with your finances. Trust Him with your business. Trust Him with your health. Trust Him with your relationships, your employment. You can trust God. There's a little small church, Presbyterian church. I'll finish with this. It's a lady been sitting in the same pew for 30 years. Single lady. She got saved in that church. It's one of those churches with a, hymn board and the prayer books and the Bibles that you have there. And before the service, the pastor was walking through the service, a new pastor. And so he's preaching his message. They'd sung the hymns. And he says, Sister so-and-so, would you please stand up? And she stands up and he says, how many years have you been saved? She said, 30 years, been coming to this church, got saved in this church. He said, do you trust God? And she said, Pastor, I trust God. He's been faithful over all the years. He said, do you trust me? Well, you're a young pastor, you're a new pastor, but I do trust you, Pastor. He said, open up your Bible there that's in front of you and give me $50. He said, that's ridiculous. There's no $50 in here. I've been sitting in this same seat for 30 years. He said, do you trust me? She said, well, I don't know if I do now. Do you trust God? She goes, I trust God. He said, well, open up your Bible and pull out the money for me. And she starts having this argument in the middle of his sermon. He said, woman, would you just open your Bible? And this little old lady, she opens up a Bible and there was a $50 note and she's celebrating. Hallelujah, it's a miracle. You know, there was $50 in a Bible. He said, you know what? Before the service, I put that in you. Because God will never ask of you something that He hasn't already deposited within you. See, God's gonna come to this church with a new challenge. 
God's gonna come to your family and your life with a new call. And He says, come on, will you trust me to go this direction and go this way? And you say, God, I don't know, that's beyond my capabilities, beyond my personality, beyond our resources. But God says, will you trust me? Because God says, you know, I never ask you as a church. I never ask you as an individual. I never ask you as a family to do something that I haven't put the DNA, the deposit, the spiritual inheritance within you. You can do it if you trust your heavenly Father. Maybe God's saying you need to step out and start that new business in the middle of COVID. Maybe God's saying, come on, believe you can purchase that property. I don't know what it is, but all I can say over 30 years of ministry and 42 years of being a Christian, I can say that you can trust your heavenly Father. He is faithful when we're faithless. He is the wonderful, mighty God that is kind to each one of us today. So could you stand your feet all over this place right now? I believe the Lord's saying, I love you, my children. I love you, my children. Some of you gotta say, God, I trust you. Some of you today need to realise that your Father's got never-ending resource. Some of you today have gotta stop saying no to God and start saying yes. And to realise today that God is a God of unlimited opportunities, unlimited potential. So could you lift your hands towards the Lord? If you can pray in the Spirit, would you do that? If you can pray in English, even online today, would you just do that? Pray at home right now. Holy Spirit, we thank You that You're doing a new thing. You're working within us. That in a world full of so much uncertainty, You are certain. You are the rock on which we stand. You are the foundation of our life, Lord God. I pray for your children today. I pray let faith rise within them to trust You, to believe, Lord, that Your resource is never ending, Lord. I declare it in the mighty Name of Jesus, in the mighty Name. Can you give God a shout of praise this morning? Hallelujah. We give You glory. We give You honour. We give You praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.